are we doing about this temporary wall in this over here they've been talking about? Over the past 40 years, Stephen Oliver has made a name for himself with his successful East Bay construction business. But now he's becoming more and more well-known for an entirely different kind of venture. At their 100-acre ranch in Sonoma County, Steve and his wife Nancy have assembled one of the most ambitious private collections of site-specific sculpture in the world. Oddly enough, there was a time when Steve never gave art a second thought. Yeah, I had no interest in art at all. And it took my wife returning to school to finish her degree and being forced to go to museums and uh, hated it, just hated it. I mean, I looked at work that, that was in, work to be done by contemporary artists in museums and said, it wasn't art. Well, if that's art, I can do that. You know, I can paint the canvas red. And then somewhere along the line, you make this transformation where you look at something that so annoys you that it fascinates you. Now, this is 2000. Steve's initial fascination soon grew into a passion for collecting. But by the mid-1980s, his interest was soured by the art world's excessive emphasis on money and celebrity. We had become increasingly distressed by reading more about art on the financial pages and the critical pages. It seemed to, to move from a critical discussion of contemporary society in the artist's view to a discussion about the latest art star and his or her financial success, the latest auction record, etc. That was a little distressing. So we decided to commission a work here to end any discussion about art as a commodity, and it was just a lark. In the nearly 20 years since artist Judith Shea built the first installation here, the Olivers have commissioned 16 more works by some of the world's most respected contemporary artists. And most weekends during the spring and autumn months, Steve welcomes museum groups who come from around the world to see his collection. We're going to walk a couple of miles today. We'll change elevation about 600 feet, but it'll be ups and downs, so, so you'll get a chance to breathe in between. Steve so. leads the tours himself, offering his personal perspective on works like this sculpture by Ellen Driscoll. Tickets for these tours aren't inexpensive, but all the proceeds go to support nonprofit arts organizations. With the last group this fall, we'll do 24 groups this year. We'll, we'll exceed three-quarters of a million dollars raised for arts institutions. So let's go back this way and we'll find out the source of that noise. Many of the projects here posed unique engineering challenges. In 1992, artist Bill Fontana installed a two-and-a-half-mile network of underground piping and cables surrounding a small lake all designed to transmit low-frequency sounds to six giant subterranean speakers. It comes on randomly one hour a day between 8 in the morning and 8 o'clock at night. There are five 12-minute segments. The first 12 minutes are the waves on Point Reyes. This is actually Niagara Falls. And this one uh, is one that, that comes on 10 seconds at this speaker. And it'll go physically to the furthest speaker away. All right, we'll uh, head back up this way. 
It's all downhill from here. So what, how many yards did you pour today? Uh, we got about 380 in, and there's probably 120 to go. Okay. So it's good. I mean, here at this quarter of 12, you're ahead of schedule. The traditional collector doesn't have access to the methods and materials and manpower that we do. Sometimes it takes the artist a little time to understand we have those skills. A lot of artists, they end, they end up, typically what they're doing, they're dealing with a gallery dealer, a museum director, a museum curator, or a collector. It's not quite the earthy experience it is dealing with us. Being in the construction business, uh, it's a process business. We start by building a foundation and then eventually put the roof on the doors and windows in a building. But working with an artist is just a different twist on that. You get to build something by that has no form or function necessarily. It's just an extraordinary experience. It's something that our discipline doesn't allow us to do in the professionally, but allows us to do it here at the ranch. Steve's construction expertise has proven useful in ambitious projects like this one, a quarter mile long stairway by artist Bruce Nauman. Because the height of each step uniquely echoes the profile of the hillside, it took Steve's crew five months to pour all 289 steps. Well, the scale of what he's collecting is really something. There are very few people that collect site-specific installations, and uh, I think the success is that he's allowed the artists to go even beyond what they thought they would do. This is, uh, up until this year, probably the most our most ambitious project to date. This is uh, 260 tons of steel done by Richard Serra called Snake Eyes and Boxcars, uh, completed in, in August of 1993. Um, Snake Eyes and Boxcars took Steve and Richard Serra three and a half years to plan, fabricate, and install at the ranch. Steve hired Jorgensen Forge of Seattle, one of the only facilities in the world that could manufacture solid steel blocks of such extreme weight and density. Convoy of trucks drove 26 hours straight to transport the blocks 800 miles from Seattle to the ranch. There, the 12 super dense blocks of Corten steel were carefully placed in relation to the dimensions of the bowl shaped valley. Right, the bubbles there has to go that way. About a half inch. The fact that it did take a great deal of time seemed to ensure in his eyes that the project was given the necessary patience that it needed in order to be what I wanted to do. So I was never felt that in any way I was rushed or that he was unsympathetic to my concerns. The most often question here is why won't they just hollow and burnish off the corners and not worry about it? Uh, one is reality, one is perception. Once you know of the incredible density of these, it changes your relationship to them, certainly. Um, and um, it certainly altered my perception how I deal with them because of their incredible density. Every one of the pieces on that ground is a result 
of this, really his, his shepherding the process, his becoming the collaborator and the instructor. So here's September 21st, uh, which is the autumnal equinox. That uh, light strip was exactly centered within that uh, shadow form. Yeah. A lot of collecting is collecting and then standing in front of the thing that you collected. In Steve's case, he's standing behind it. He's embracing it. It's the work. Fifteen years after Roger Berry completed his arch at the ranch, Steve still finds the time to check with his old friend, who's now finishing up a new public sculpture in stainless steel. So, uh, this goes where? Cupertino. Let me show you what it is. It's Fantastic. so cool to see these guys build this thing. Yeah. Steve has continued to remain interested in my work, which is, which is really a thrill. That kind of intellectual curiosity about where I might be going, that's unusual. Where do you join it? Where do you, where do you, is there some uh, there's, steel connection? That goes yeah, there? yeah, there's a These people enter your lives and you have a real connection with them for a long period of time. We have this sort of extended family all over the world now. So is it, is, but will this base plate be exposed now? No, no, no. Because we're so addicted to this process now that as much as anything we're collecting life experiences. I mean, the best things that come out of this are these wonderful relationships we have with the great creative minds of our time. <laughs>